0: Save the Kangaroo. Save Mornington Peninsula. From the NU.
1: Welcome. This podcast is coming to you from Down Under, or more specifically, Bunnerong Country. That's right at the bottom of mainland Australia, just above Tassie. Our little portion of Bunarong country is called the Mornington Peninsula, which is part of the growing Melbourne City sprawl. The Mornington Peninsula is where the bush meets the bay and it has rich biodiversity. But, as with any idyllic seaside spot, that biodiversity is under threat from human interference. This podcast will explore the wildlife and environment on the Mornington Peninsula. We'll take a look at how we can best protect what is left and minimise future threats. We hope you stick around.
0: Hi, I'm Nick. I'm chatting with Dirk Janssen, President, Mornington Peninsula Koala Conservation Group, to discuss what's happening to the koalas down on the peninsula. How did we come about, Dirk? And hi, firstly. Hi, Nick. hi Dirk. <laughs> How are you, Nick?
1: Um, look, we started pretty much very unofficially as a Facebook group about four years ago. I moved to the Mornington Peninsula yeah, four years ago, lived in you know Seaford, close to the Mornington Peninsula for 10, 11 years. And I kept wondering if there's koalas around and how they're doing. And soon after I moved to Rosebud, um, my neighbours next door were saying, yeah, we used to see them a lot and we don't see them anymore. And I thought, oh, that's a shame. need to see what we can do, and I kept, you know, going Had you walks. seen any
0: at this stage? No.
1: <laughs> like nah, zero? <laughs> zero. Mm. Um, but all the neighbours were saying, yeah, yeah, they are around. And so I mm. kept looking and looking and looking, and lo and behold, there's actually two koalas that live not far from my house in Arthur Seed State Park, and I see them very regularly now that I know that they're there. Mm. Um, so I started a Facebook group. I was interested where they are, and, you know, if people tell me, um, you know, where they see them. Did
0: you have instant and, traction on the Facebook group? Yeah, pretty much. So, so there's a lot of people similar to you going.
1: Yeah, very quickly. And all over the peninsula, it was the same story. So people would report a koala and then say um, straight away, yes, we used to see them a lot. Now we don't see them anymore and we have to go um, really looking for them or it's, you know, very few and far between that they um, that they see them. And so that got me interested yeah. and then I started pestering the council, the local council, to see, um, you know, what they were doing and what they knew about it And what they koala. weren't doing? Well, pretty much because <laughs> ultimately there was very, very little knowledge about – Because I've been on the website. There doesn't seem to be much. Very little. There is actually something on the website now, but only after we've formed as a group oh. um, did, they, did they put koala information on it. But there's no knowledge – Around how many koalas yeah. we have, mm. the, the size of the population, their health—we um, really have very, very little information even now. Mm. Um, Dirk, I just—I've got know, a
0: text from someone from overseas just popped in. Can I do that on a podcast? How do they even know we put it out there? And they've asked, "What is a koala?"
1: Well, look, a koala <laughs> is. a... <laughs> Ko- koalas often t- referred to as the koala bear. It's yeah. definitely not a bear. It's, it's not. A, it's a marsupial similar to the kangaroo. But is,
0: is it a bear if they call it a bear cuz it like it hibernates or
1: Yeah, look, they do go a little bit dormant over winter in the in the colder period. But, but
0: uh, yeah, cuz they, they look like cuz they're like a cuddly bear Yeah. or uh, maybe it's because of the sound? They sound like a bear?
1: Have you ever seen a bear? Uh, well, not in Australia, <laughs> but um, look, they—they they have actually nothing to do with a bear.
0: They
1: so are, they're not any
0: rela- not related.
1: No, they're related to the kangaroos, wombats. Um, oh, are they okay. marsupial? You know, marsupial. Yeah. They have a pouch. Because they've got a joey. That's right. They have a joey. Yeah. Um, and but live in trees, so they're very very well adapted, obviously, to living in trees. Um, Can I
0: say though they look like? A teddy bear. Oh, yeah, a
1: fluffy, cuddly yeah. teddy and,
0: bear. and I, I, they are the cutest thing ever. Like we've got one here sitting on the table between us, a little koala. And is there a cuter animal on the planet? Probably not. Don't say a cat. <laughs> no, <that's right. laughs>
1: and look, every visitor from overseas, um, I'm German, so all my family, when they come out from Germany, everyone wants to see a, a, koala. a koala and a kangaroo for that matter.
0: Well, when I bought I my know. house in Arthur's Seed as well, It had on there that there was kangaroos, koalas, and that. And I saw crank first day, day one kangaroo, kangaroo, wallaby. Never saw a koala. It took me two years before I saw my first koala. Yes. And I just, it's, they're hard to see anyway because they're up the trees. But I couldn't believe it. Like they, that was the number one thing on the advertisement saying, you know, buy
1: here because there's koalas. That's right. And look, people also assume that they live in groups or that. For example, when you drive down the Great Ocean Road, you do see a lot Kenet more Rivers, koalas. And, lot, yeah. and that's actually a problem down there. Uh. The normal density is about one koala per hectare yeah. of vegetation. So yeah. few and far between in the landscape. Yeah. Um, so uh, you don't see them often unless no. you go looking and unless you um, really sort of try and find them. And I, I
0: sleep with my windows open so I can try and hear them at night time. And I don't. To be honest, I don't hear them no. very often. And if I go hiking and stay at uh, Greensboro, I've hiked through Greensboro. Yeah. And at nighttime you hear them yes, through Greensboro.
1: Yeah. Same. I actually heard them once in Arthur Seed State Park. So um, oh. near, closer to my house in, in Rosebud. But you don't hear them often. Not mm. anymore. That's mm. true. And generally you would only hear the males in spring as well. Mm. And
0: so mm. where are they? Where are the koalas on
1: the peninsula? Yeah, that's interesting. Look, we still get koala sightings from Seaford, Frankston, Langwarren, Mount Eliza, all the way Summers down the Peninsula. And that there. Summers, Western Port, all along Western Port Bay down to um, Flinders, Boneo, Rosebud is probably the most southern. So the coastline, sort of, a lot of coastline, or just maize? It's, it's really only along the coastline because that's where a lot of the vegetation is. Yeah. Um, but generally they are widespread. When you say all vegetation, over. you're saying like. Well, the coastal shrub, shrub. is often the last. Oh. Bit of vegetation that's left. So around that's Hastings, where there's larger towns, all you have yeah. is that narrow strip along the coast. So that's where they are. But generally, you do see them all over the Mornington Peninsula, yeah. right up until sort of bonio Rosebud. Yeah. There's no koalas on the Nepean Peninsula to Portsea. It's all just coastal shrub. There's no gum trees. Tea tree. There. They don't, tea don't like tea tree. tree. There's no.
0: Yeah. no ko- I am a big tea tree fan, but. Koalas don't like them. So, no. what what do they like?
1: Um, on the it's different, yeah, it's different where they live on the uh, in Australia. So, on the Mornington Peninsula, they like um, manna gums, swamp gums, narrow leaf peppermint, um, other three sort of main gum trees that they that they eat down here even in other parts of victoria it's very different so there's red gums and blue gums and you know other trees that they eat but on the mornington peninsula it's pretty um is
0: there the indigenous ones from the yes peninsula? they are yeah yeah and yeah. they're plenty of food for them or
1: yeah they are look they're they're sort of the main staple um koalas do eat a lot of other trees and shrubs
0: um, Am I getting you know, your fun fact out of you already? Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> um, but they do.
1: So the the message is they need a variety and they mm. need a diverse habitat to be healthy and happy. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to plant tree plantations. Um, that's also another thing that's happening in the Otways and near Portland in southwestern Victoria, where blue gum plantations right. have been planted and The result of that is that you have an overpopulation, an overabundance of koalas and they eat themselves out of house and home because Mm -hmm. they strip the trees um, completely. So you don't want to plant a plantation, you want diverse habitat.
0: that noise alone is enough to get people to want to be living near koalas. And it's just awesome. Yeah. And it freaks you out. It's it's actually totally freaky.
1: When you don't know what it is at night, it's it's freaky. And, yeah. and
0: you know, your, your partner goes, oh, is that a pig or something? You go, no, pigs aren't that bad.
1: I know. That's exactly right. <laughs> it's like you'd never suspect worse. it to be. And in some of the coastal towns you have koalas um in residential areas and they're right next to people's windows, windows at night and that is exactly what it sounds like. It's loud.
0: It's loud and it goes on and on and you lie there and you go, that is the scariest thing ever. And when you see the little koala, you go, you're so cute. <laughs> why would, you know, I don't know if you believe in Darwin or God or so. why would they put something so cute together with something so horrible? Yeah, okay? <laughs> like, okay, you're so cute, you're going to get something really bad that's going to scare people. I know. But, uh, the lady so-
1: koalas like it. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. So your uh, Mornington, Mornington Peninsula koala group has been really active. Um, so wh- what's your motivation? What's your purpose?
1: And Yeah, look, two, two things definitely. So one is um, to raise awareness of the issues that koalas face on the Mornington Peninsula. You talked about in the introduction about urbanisation and, you know, trees disappearing. So... On the Mornington Peninsula, we've got the issue that more than seventy percent of koala habitat is on private property. And seventy percent. So, so when you say seventy percent of private property, yeah. are you?
0: Do we know is it like a big farm and they're on the farms, or are they on lots of little houses and they're jumping from road to road? A Bit of both.
1: So there's okay. there's there's larger farms and and just private property and where, where they're still sort of commercial farms, yeah. but you also have lots of small hobby farms and people just buying sort of large property. Um, down here not knowing what's actually uh, living on their on their property.
0: I actually and, think that you know when when I bought a house I remember my mum said to me wait a year before you pull the flowers out because you might like them. I think when you buy a small farm just wait maybe 50 years before you wreck it. Yeah. You know, know because it, know. it might be someone
1: else's home. Yeah, and people don't realize that it, often also the responsibility straight away gets passed to um local council or Parks Victoria or Vic Roads for for roadside management. And in reality, actually, that's the minority of land available on the peninsula. Most of the land is now in private hand. So if we want koalas around... It's a community effort. It's community. not something that we can pump And have
0: off you found that community responsive or
1: Oh, the community has been amazing. In so all cases? In, like in most cases. It's like land really, big landowners um, as well? Or? Yeah, it's really reinstated my faith in humanity they, to a point because there's so much activism and so much interest um as soon as you talk to people about koalas, they want to plant a tree for them or two. Four hundred, four thousand. (laughs) Yeah, it really is fantastic. So there's a lot going on in the community, and a lot of the landholders are actually doing it privately without um, people knowing. But on the flip side, too, we still have death by by a thousand cuts. So you still have um, lots of development, lots of you know commercial development. So can
0: this uh, your koala group? Can they buy? All the land on the peninsula, so no one else can develop it. Yeah,
1: them. I wish.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think property prices down here will <laughs> so, allow us to so, do that. But it, so, so you are planting
1: trees, though. You mentioned about planting yes, trees. Yes, yeah, definitely. So every winter, um, so there's winter's time planting. That, that's, time. I guess, our other goal. So one is to raise awareness. The second right, is yep. to actually revegetate and plant habitat, not just trees, but. Um, Generally, when we do talk to people about it broadly, we say we, you know, we plant a lot of trees this winter. We're planning to um, at least plant around fifteen thousand plants. Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. So that is that a plan that you reckon you'll hit? Yeah, I think so
0: easily. So you did you did a plant? You're saying last week. Yep.
1: So generally, in a weekend, we can do.
0: So can let me get. I've done planting. And I would say when we did our place, we did a thousand just at our place and it yep. took us three 250 300 at best. We did on that day and it just killed us. And I actually did my back doing yeah. it.
1: I look I can smash that because two weeks <laughs> ago yeah, we we planted a thousand trees in five hours with around a thousand. Thirty odd forty people. So hopefully this weekend well, 30,
0: forty people. Yes.
1: Yeah. So this weekend we're hoping that we can do about 2000 plants over 2 days with actually tomorrow we've got more than 70 people registered so in, where's that at uh, in summers
0: so summers on the foreshore running to not not exactly on the summers. foreshore,
1: but, yeah, it's sort of the outskirts of Summers. There's large properties, um, again, hobby farms. Private properties. Private properties, all private properties. We've got, we're have got we doing a little bit of planting around Art Homestead yep. with Parks Victoria because yep. that's also a koala hotspot. Great. Um, but most of the properties are private land.
0: So, Dirk, my thing is I planted trees 15 years ago. Every couple of years I go back and watch and see what the trees are. Do these 70 people you got tomorrow realise – that they can just watch them grow over the next –
1: it's such a f- yeah.
0: rewarding thing to do. It's an addiction,
1: yeah. It's an you addiction, keep, you yeah. You keep driving back and checking on them. You keep looking them. and checking
0: and going, oh, I'm so happy with my trees. They're getting along well. And then later on, hopefully the koalas come in. Will That's you introduce right. them in or hopefully they'll just find no, them? No, look, they, they, they do there. live
1: in the area they're yeah. there. Um, the more tree canopy you have in an area, the more likely you are to have koalas and – um we say that from sort of 30 40% of tree canopy as soon as you can start talking about a forested area or you know sort of significant tree canopy you're guaranteed to have koalas there it's just a matter of time yeah. so they are there yeah. um, can i say on one
0: thing when you talk about tree canopies and a what is the height that you can actually see a koala at? It's because I just look up when people – I just can't see them. And I think maybe I'm just not good at looking up and seeing things. You, you get used to – Because some people are really good at it, aren't they? Yeah. Are you you, get used do you to consider sort of, yourself good at it? Yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> better. You, um,
1: you get used to – seeing them so What's you know what for? you're looking for yeah, and yeah. but it also depends on the types of trees so i find mass-made forests really, really difficult because they're yeah. so dense so you, you they, can't really spot and them the,
0: and, the, and the branches yeah. are really bigger yeah so they yeah. can see inside and they're very comfortable branches to sit on yeah you know and
1: dark and it, you, you can't really spot i them reckon they're well, good sleeping branches um, when more you're so the branches yeah that's right yeah. but when you look at um Sort of the foreshore trees and sort of managums and swamp gums, they're generally quite um, sparse in canopy. So Beacons. you do see them quite easily.
0: Koala, and you go, that's a nice leaf over there. Oh, it's not on this tree. Hang on. I could just jump over there, or I can go 80 meters down. Get chased by a dog and then go 80 metres back up. I might just
1: try my luck at jumping across. Yep, the little burst of energy that they have, they can they can jump. They, they can, can, can they? Do do they? Long yeah. jumps. They fight. So males and females they oh, fight. No, and, um, don't tell me that. Yeah, I know. Never happens. Well, why would
0: a female take on a male when he does a growl like that? Oh, they He'd just be going,
1: okay, whatever. I'm backing off. You wouldn't be. I can only say there's no romance in koalas' lives. It's fighting all the way, and it's is it? in spring. They are very, very active in in spring, uh-uh. and um, it's so it's a very, when it's like 17
0: hours. on oh, there's my fun fact: 17 hours a day they sleep. You're saying in spring it's probably only 16 hours or something.
1: Yeah, and the rest <laughs> of the time they're chasing each other, trying to mate and find a mate. Um, but it's it's a very aggressive mating ritual that they have. So they're very, very active and can can be very fast when they want to be.
0: Yeah, I've heard that. Plus
1: they, they are aggressive if never try and touch a wild koala. I never. Um, you know, the the claws on them will um, yeah. cause serious injury if you yeah. if respect you do them. Try. respect them. Yeah. Respect
0: them from a distance. They're beautiful though. I pad- I've paddled across the French island. It literally is a thirty minute paddle. And the real estate agent tells me there the koalas are falling out of the trees. Now my simple brain says why don't we just grab some of them and put them in my place or yes. you know over here so that we have them here is that, why can't
1: we do that yeah um well actually we used to do that so oh, we did. all our koalas so koalas on the mainland of Australia and especially in Victoria were almost hunted to extinction in the 18, 1900s mm. um for their for fur yeah, yeah for yeah. fur trade and when we then didn't have many koalas left, they were brought to the island. So they never actually used to be in French Island or Kangaroo Island oh. or Phillip Island. Uh, Raymond Island in East Gippsland is, an, is another one. Mm. They were introduced to the islands to secure the population. They bred and bred and bred and bred because there's no predators an and no okay. um. What no, else do you do in no the island? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, so then they were reintroduced. All our Mornington Peninsula koalas were reintroduced from French Island oh, they were? onto okay. the mainland, really? but then I don't know exactly how long ago, but years ago that stopped because the Mornington Peninsula was deemed to not have enough suitable habitat left to relocate them. Wow! So that that stopped. And now the koalas that we do have left, we're not exactly sure, you know, also if there's any remnant population left. So if there's any actual original koala genes left um, from the original mainland population or if they're all French island koalas, um, there's some university studies um, going on. um, Are you involved with them? Yeah, we're starting to be involved. Because
0: they would contact the group, would they, to do some research for us? Yes,
1: and um, basically we're collecting koala scat. Koala poo. What's that look like? Because just so when people look for it on the ground, what are they looking for? Probably a sort of an olive-sized shaped Poo smells of eucalyptus. Um, looks very similar, unfortunately, to possum poo. So you've got to know what you're uh, okay. what you're doing when you when and you I do. I believe collect you've
0: it. had close up in camera of, of koala poo. Have you? Very much so. What, yeah, what it's happened?
1: Not a glamorous activity, but um, when I was collecting. Um, Scat of a koala that I regularly see in Arthur Seed State Park. I literally was standing under it and it was pooping on my head and <laughs> shoulders. And <laughs> so and in you the own, end, is it warm? Well, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's not warm. But, does it smell of um, eucalypts? It does. Oh, it, yeah, does. it does. Yeah, it does. That's and okay. um, step
0: on that walk through the house. Beautiful. But What's basically,
1: that smell? The, the DNA out of the koala scat can tell us a lot about the koala, it can tell us whether or not they are in, from the original mainland population, which is. Very, very precious and very, very rare. The only mainland population that we have left is in the Strzelecki Ranges in Gippsland, and there's also only about a thousand odd koalas left from that original gene pool, which is really important. Mm. The, it can tell us whether or not they're from French Island or from Raymond Island or mm. from you know where they are originally from. The health, fertility, male or female. Um, yeah, and generally, you know, also what the disease and... Um, uh, oh, because what's that, they uh, have that chlamydia or something? General health is, yeah, they can they can catch chlamydia. But they also, they can have mange and a lot of other Ugh. sort of um, diseases that um, you can detect through the DNA analysis okay. that we're trying to do. So um, Federation University is actually... Which university, sorry? Federation University Federation, is actually that uh, in Gippsland. Oh. Yeah, so they actually... Um, are studying our peninsula koalas and we have to provide scat samples for them to analyse and um, see you know, what we can find out about them. This episode was brought to you by Nishmark, your right-hand team for digital marketing, social media and podcasting thinking of starting a podcast you do the talking we do the tech contact nichemark to get started